does all right. Me and you, we'll I'll see. tell you, when you get time, we go down to the fucking Caribbean. You know how they are down there. <laughs> the chicks with the grass skirts, you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. On the beach, they sit on top, they bang your nuts into the sand. So, boy, if we drove back a couple peanut fucking coladas, get the fuck out of here. Did you want to break it to him? Or... Cool yeah. Guy. Not do so you... into the chicks. Yeah. No, whatever you want. They've got guys in the skirts, too. Whatever your preference is. All right, guys in skirts, now you've covered all of us. I don't judge anybody when it comes to that. You didn't know that about Anderson? No. Came out about, I think, about four years ago We're just becoming friends. Well, all right. This is the first time I'm getting a hang with that, and I really like this guy. Well, I haven't even let him talk. No, but what I'm saying, yeah. the reason I'm telling him this is because I could get, like, I got this thing. They gave me, like, a gift for tickets. Oh, yeah? That's cool. And we go down there, and we nice. have a couple of sure. laughs. Whatever I'd you like do. It. Sure. Who's looking? You're going to look at what I'm doing? What do you care? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Two or three of a time, you go to the box like a magnet. That's yeah. what I like. That's it. Chicks will bang <laughs> right, your look. balls into the sand. Okay. That's <laughs> Let's find you some money. This episode sponsored by Rocket Money. I bet you don't know that you're still paying for some subscriptions out there. Start canceling your unused subscriptions and save money at rocketmoney.com slash opie. That's rocketmoney.com slash opie. All right, here we go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to my live stream, 500 feet above New York City. Faking the energy today. It's uh, it's nice and early. The sun looking good already. Ooh, it's going to be a nice day. And with that, the first sip of coffee in the big mug today. What's going on? Good morning, everybody. And then on top of that, I got to wear a hat because I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I took a shower to look all nice and pretty for everybody. And um, I got some kind of mango butter in my hair. I, I, I don't know. We got a few bathrooms in this place. I'm not going to lie to you. And, and the bathroom I, I chose to take a shower in, the only... The only thing that looked kind of like a shampoo, you ladies and your products, I don't know what half this shit is, and I don't know what half this shit does, but the only thing I could see that might work in my hair was this mango butter, so it made the hair look a little weird. And then yesterday, uh, after I turned off the live stream, I was in some confrontation with some guy in a bike. It was just like... New York is just exhausting. I noticed yesterday, the UN is in town. So on a regular day, Manhattan is a nightmare to get around, uh, especially the start of the day and at the end of the day. But yesterday, it was exceptionally bad. All the way over here, the UN is all the way across the park uh, where you see that sun coming up. It's way over there. And I'm on the west side near the the Hudson River. But even with that said... uh, because they closed down so much shit. We were feeling the congestion all the way over here all day long. And you could feel it as soon as you left the, the apartment that everyone was in just a terrible mood yesterday. So I'm on my scooter doing my thing. I, I, um, I uh, commute my kids back and forth to school on a scooter. They start at a uh, different time so I can uh, get one to, one to school, come back, get the other one, and take uh, the second kid to school. And it's nice. I like doing that every morning. It's, it's probably 
my favorite part of the day. And I'm, uh, I'm leaving the school and there's a, there's a light. I cross the street and I'm on kind of like a path in a little park. And all of a sudden I hear this guy mumbling behind me. I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on. I didn't do anything wrong. But I guess this bike guy, this big tough bike guy was all mad and starts mumbling something under his breath. And he was a lot bigger than me. I'm not going to lie to you. And you got to pick your spots. We all know that. Um, but I went out of my weight class yesterday. I'm like, oh, shit. This, this, could, be, this could be a problem. <laughs> this could be a problem. So I go, what? He goes, uh, you're in my way. And I wasn't even doing anything. I'm like, I go, just go around. So he goes around. He's on one of those bikes with the, with the handlebar like this. I got my uh, professional mic. Don't mind me. You know, it, it, it wasn't a Lance Armstrong. It was one of these fucking bikes with the wide handlebars. And so I guess he was mad that I said go around. So then he proceeds for the next, how long? Maybe quarter mile. We were both going the same way. He's harassing me. He's like going nice scooter and he's blowing kisses and he goes, your scooter and you are cute. And he's blowing kisses at me. You know, he's trying to get me all riled up. I go, dude, no one looks cool on a scooter and no one looks cool on a bike. What are you talking about? You look like an idiot. And then he's, he keeps kissing, blowing kisses. And uh, that's more or less uh, how it went down. The, the conversation didn't go any further than that. But the whole time I'm like... If this guy wants, I'm, I'm, I'm after. I'm out of my weight class, but I'm not going to let this guy fucking harass me as he's blowing kisses and saying I look cute and my scooter's cute. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You look ridiculous on your bike. No guy looks cool on a bike. No guy looks cool on a scooter. Some women look cool on bikes. When their heinies are up in the air, that's kind of impressive and that's kind of cute. Did you fight him? No, man. I didn't fight him. I probably would have lost my teeth. I'm not stupid. And we all do it. You size up the person. If someone's being an a-hole to you, you just size up the person. And you realize who you can mess with and who you can't. And uh, with this guy, I was out of my weight class. I, I was in a bit of trouble. So I had to sort of suck it up when he was blowing me kisses <laughs> and calling me and my scooter cute. Just because I, I guess I was in his way for a split second. This is what happened, especially in New York City. I'm like, God. But I was able to, you know, throw a few at him by basically saying, what are you talking about, dude? You look, you look ridiculous on your thing as well. Let's all acknowledge we just all look stupid on our shit. What do you regret most about the ONA show? My, my biggest regret is that I didn't... Uh, that I didn't leave the show in 2000. I'm sure that's not the answer you were looking for. But I absolutely regret not leaving in 2000. Because things never got better and they only got worse. That was the jumping off point and I wasn't brave enough to leave. So that's my regret. I'm sorry because I bet you were hoping for something else. Oh, did you ever find out who plays the piano in the middle of the night? God, you've been with me a while. Let me get some lung butter out. <clears throat> from Walk of the Stairs. We talked about that a little while ago. So, uh, you know what's funny about doing the live stream in this room and being nice and loud? I have a neighbor right below me who's a twat. 
He is not a nice person, and he ra- he harassed us for I don't know. I'd, I'd have to ask my wife, but uh, well over a year, leaving notes, complaining to the building, complaining to the building to the point that they just broke into our apartment one day when we weren't here to check on the basketball game that this guy swears was happening in my apartment. Leaving harassing notes. We got involved with the building. We don't appreciate this guy's harassing us. And then we had some work done in this room. And he said the vibrations wrecked his apartment. You know, he's one of these guys. We all have one of these guys in our lives. So then the building had to investigate that. And and they're like, we don't see any damage. What are you talking about? Well, And he's talking about some kind of molding. So my guy went down there with a hammer and went like this. Ding, ding. And it was fixed. That was it. It needed a couple taps. And, and, and my uh, const- uh, construction guy probably didn't even do that. But he had a hammer. He's like, oh, I, I can fix that. Ding, ding. Two taps. And this a-hole made a big deal about the whole damn thing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so this guy harassed us. He swore we were playing basketball in the middle of the night. And my kids were a lot younger. This was, uh, this was almost uh, pre-COVID. It started pre-COVID. And it went uh, through some of the COVID period, which was funny because we weren't even in um, this apartment for a year. This apartment sat here for a year. And we finally got past it, I guess. The guy finally was basically told to stop harassing us. It's not them. And he also swore that we were playing piano. We, we don't have any instruments in this apartment. We're like, we're like dude. We, we, we're not playing basketball at 2 or 3 in the morning. My kids are very young. At this point, they were both under 10. And, uh, and we're not playing piano. We don't have a piano. I don't know, what, I don't know how else to tell you. So then, uh, you know, I can't leave shit alone. So I was... Uh, I Actually, this is, the, this is the truth. So I got in the elevator. This was about a month ago. No, 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 no. Oh, God. I got a... Like, it matters. It was, but it was, uh, it was right before we left for the summer. Um... I was doing my stair routine, like I just uh, uh, discussed. And I get in my elevator, and it stops one floor b- uh, below me. I'm like, oh, he's coming on. Oh, my God. So he gets in, right? I can't help myself. I just go, hey, who are you harassing these days? <laughs> Excuse me? I go, I'm the one that you've been harassing, me and my, my kids and my wife for the last year and a half or whatever it was. <sighs> I go, are you satisfied that we're not playing basketball in the middle of the night? Are you satisfied we don't have a piano and we're not putting on a concert in the middle of the night? And he was like, Bleh. I go, so who are you harassing these days? And, uh, you know, he's getting madder and madder. I go, you're a terrible, I go, you're a terrible person for harassing my family. And then he said something like, your wife wasn't, wasn't too kind. She wasn't nice. And I'm like, she was, she was a sweetheart to you. What are you talking about? So he tries to spin it. After harassing us for a year and a half and finding out that we don't play basketball in the middle of the night, we don't have a, a piano. My, my wife was handling this guy with kid gloves. And uh, he tries to spin it that it, it was now our problem, even though we had nothing to do with it. Literally nothing. And then I got off on uh, the floor about, you know, 10, 10 floors down so I could do my walk. I'm like, have a nice day and try not to harass anyone. And I, and I lean into the elevator like this and give a shit-eating smile as the door closes. 
guy is a complete and utter a-hole. And then I went upstairs. I told my wife, you know, he, he's saying you were the problem. And she just starts laughing like, the, the, you know, these people. She basically said, these people. Uh, hey, Ope, have you got a fantasy NFL team lined up? I do not. I don't play the fantasy football. I'm rooting for uh, literally just the Bills this year. Uh, that Josh Allen is something, man. You know, he like no one wanted him. That he's another one of those like like Tom Brady stories. Like uh, what? You know, these scouts think they know what they're doing, but they they're missing they're missing out on some great players. And Josh Allen, no one really wanted him. Didn't he write letters to every university in America or something because he, he didn't go drafted? And then uh, who did he play for? I think he, I think he played for Wyoming. Talking about the Bills quarterback, obviously. Played for Wyoming, had a uh, very good uh, run at Wyoming, and then the Bills draft him in like the first round. They understood at that point. Then he had a couple tough years there, had to learn a lot. And now I'm telling you, if Josh Allen stays healthy, the Bills have a real shot of winning uh, the Super Bowl. They are looking damn good so far. And then I take a peek at Brady because he's 45 years old, and that's it for my football. I know the Jets had a decent win over the weekend, but it's, you know, being a long-suffering Jets fan, it's tough. That's what made me start looking at other teams. When we were in Boston, you know, the Patriots had uh, a good run, so it was hard not to become a Patriots fan. Come on, with your Jets uh, just sucking for literally decades, uh, you would do the same goddamn thing. And then I got my Western New York roots, and that's why I, uh, I love my Bills. Always have. Always have. I fell in love with them when I went to school in um, Geneseo. Back in the day where if you were out of the market, meaning like the New York City market, you couldn't really follow your team like you can now. They didn't have bars playing the, you know, your, 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 uh, your game for you. Like in New York, and I, I'm sure it's like this in a lot of uh, big cities, whoever you're into... There's a bar in New York City dedicated to that team. And every Sunday, let's say it's the, uh, let's go with the Minnesota Vikings. Let's say you love the Minnesota Vikings and you live in New York City. There's a bar. I don't know where. I'm sure you can look it up even. And it's a bar that is uh, dedicated to the Minnesota Vikings fans. And every Sunday they have the game on. So everyone goes to that bar in Minnesota Vikings colors and jerseys and whatnot. And uh, they watch the game together. I think that's really cool. But back in the day when I uh, went to Geneseo, I couldn't follow my Jets anymore, and, and the Bills were everywhere. So, and then uh, you know the radio station I worked at, uh, they had um, they had season tickets, so I got to go to a lot of Bills games. So of course I became a fan. Have you ever watched gay uh, porno? Well, uh, we not. I mean not. I mean not really. <laughs> Not on purpose, let's just put it that way. <laughs> Not really would be my answer, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, when you're scrolling around trying to find some goodness, you know, you might stumble upon uh, something here and there, but you're not actually looking for that. Let's just put it that way. And then we, we, had, we had too much of that literally in front of our faces in the damn studio. But my answer to that question, and I'm being as honest as I can, not really. (laughs) Oh, that's a funny question, brother man, brother man. Buy my art, Opster. What kind of art you got? 
I don't really buy art, but you know what I was thinking? I would I would like a Banksy, but Banksy stuff is stupid. <laughs> it's just a stencil. And I swear to you, I got uh, Banksy on video. They were in New York. There's a whole bunch of them. Some say that Banksy's more than one person, but I think the main guy I got on camera, they had one of their art things rolling around uh, the city. It was some kind of like old-fashioned truck with stuffed animals sticking out the sides, and they had like like uh, animal noises coming from a speaker, and they were rolling all over the city. And they happened to be up here, about 10 blocks from me, and they stopped in front of a church, and the guy... That was driving the truck, went all the way around to the back to open up the back and let these guys out. And everyone started filming those guys thinking, oh, my God, one of these guys has to be Banksy. And uh, I was sort of thinking the same thing. I'm not going to lie to you. But then I realized, I'm like, wait a minute. I think Banksy was the guy that's driving the truck. It was a misdirect. And I truly believe I got him on film, which is, uh, you know. A lot of people say that Banksy's, Banksy has never been filmed, but a, a few people have have studied my video and compared it with other things and like, holy shit, I think you got video of Banksy. I'm like, hell yeah, I do. All right, it's time to save you some money. This episode's sponsored by Rocket Money. I bet you don't know that you're still paying for some subscriptions out there. Start canceling your unused subscriptions and save money at rocketmoney.com slash opie. Or you can download the app, by the way, from the Apple Store or Google Play Store. All right, here's the deal. Most of us think we spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but we actually spend closer to $200 a month. And a lot of those subscriptions you haven't used in years. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Rocket Money to take control of your subscriptions. For real, you got to check out Rocket Money. They help you manage and cancel subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forget about with just a tap. Sound familiar? Of course. That's because you heard me talk about my favorite app, Truebill, before. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Truebill is now backed by Rocket Companies and just changed their name to Rocket Money. Why, Ope, why? Well, for one, Truebill has grown from a bill management app into a full on-personal finance empowerment tool that helps over 3.4 million people with budgeting, lowering bills, canceling subscriptions, and more, saving each of their members, on average, $700 a year. What, 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 what? Yes, bottom line, Rocket Money is everything I've loved about Truebill, but with a fresh look and feel. Look, it don't cost nothing. Why don't you give it a try? Start canceling your unused subscriptions and save money at rocketmoney.com slash opie. That's rocketmoney.com slash opie. Or download the app from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Once again, rocketmoney.com slash opie. Man doesn't even comb his hair before the stream. I, I haven't combed my hair in 30 years. I don't own a comb. I don't own a brush. I, own, I have some fingers that I run through my hair. I think combing your hair, brushing your hair is, uh, is overrated. <laughs> Too early for this nonsense. Let me guess. Let me guess. People setting their alarms to hate on little Louie. 
morning squad from Chile, South Florida. Now it's cold down there in South Florida. Uh, that, that that footage from Hurricane Ian, um, I just had to turn it off, man. I, I, it was just it was just downright depressing. We were just talking about Sanibel Island. Um, it's on the latest episode of the Opie Radio podcast, which is out right now. So after the live stream, download that episode for your ride to work or whatever you're doing today, please. But I talked about the Sanibel Island. I love Sanibel Island and the footage of the highway and the bridges. Uh, they are literally cut off from the mainland. And they're basically saying, we don't know when we're going to get all this fixed. It's not an easy fix. So what the hell do you do if you have a, a house and that's where you live, Sanibel Island? But what about the people that commute every day to go to work? They leave the Sanibel Island. They go into the Fort Myers area. And they can't do that now. Uh, will take years to rebuild that, Ted Palawata? Yeah. When something terrible happens in an area that has uh, a lot of tax money coming in, and I would assume Captiva, they collect a lot of taxes, they will figure out something quick. Uh, they will figure out some makeshift uh, bridges quick. Because that, 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 that area brings in way too much money for the, uh, the economy of Florida. So I think they'll figure it out, but what a what a fucking disaster down there. My goodness. There was a good video. Um, you know where those weather guys, they, um, they, they have to be in the middle of the action, and uh, the, the more dramatic the video, the better for their network. So there was a guy, and he's like, he's holding back the wind like this, and he can barely stand up. And it's another one of these idiots that got caught. It kind of went viral yesterday, and behind him maybe... Maybe 50 yards was a guy just crossing the street, walking nice and slowly, right? Going to his fucking car as this guy is in in the foreground, like, just holding back everything. You shouldn't be out here. And the guy's just with his keys in his hand, walking across the street behind him. These fucking guys, man. It 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 is really, really weird that they do that. Who blew up the pipelines? I think it was Russia. Putin is uh, Putin's going to do some very ugly shit. He he already has done ugly shit, but Putin's going to do some very ugly, depressing shit. One fucking guy. That's why humanity has no chance. Eventually, eventually, it's going to be one fucking guy. Is Putin going to be the one fucking guy? All these countries wanting uh, nuclear weapons, they get their nuclear weapons. For the most part, they're uh, very, very careful with their nuclear weapons. But all you need is one lousy fucking guy to come into power that just happens to have a lot of nukes. That's why humanity is fucked. Remember when Geraldo tried to save a city employee who was working and and absolutely fine? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the news, there's plenty of those examples with the news. We just talked about the best one ever, the canoe, after a hurricane where the reporters in a canoe make it believe like the, like the, the surge was six to eight feet high and she's doing a report awkwardly in a canoe and then two guys that were first responders working their asses off just walked behind her in ankle-deep water. It's one of my favorite videos of all time. It is, it is just great. Don't act like you don't miss radio. I, I, 
I, I, I, I don't. I, I miss my friends. Can we have real conversations? Just because you, you have this thought in your head doesn't mean it's, it's right. I miss Carl Ruiz. I miss Vic Henley. That's what I miss. And if those guys were around, then I probably would miss doing radio with them. But uh, doing a radio show every day with a, a whole bunch of people that have all sorts of problems and then the toxicity, it got completely exhausting. There was nothing fun about the Opie and Anthony show for many, many, many years for me. So why would I miss that? People are jealous. Yeah, I, uh, People just don't want to see others happy. That's, that's what it comes down to, which is... Uh, which is uh, which is kind of creepy. Um, the lack of empathy in uh, human beings in general is, uh, is, is pretty scary. Biden is doing ugly shit. Biden's doing ugly shit? What is Biden doing compared to Putin? I'm not a big Biden fan. Oh, my God. I can't do this. <sighs> Biden is doing ugly shit. So if you think Biden was doing ugly shit, right, then are you willing to admit that Trump was doing ugly shit? Or is it only one way where your guy can't possibly do ugly shit, but the guy you're against, he does ugly shit? Is that how your brain works? I don't understand why everyone came down on you. Oh, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't deserve any of this horse shit. You know, it, it's Anthony and his fucking issues and his stupid fucking brain. And he had a, he had a, uh, he had to turn this into me against him garbage, which is so sad after the run we had. I know now that uh, Anthony was against me for a very, very long time. He's finally bringing it into the open. He used to do it behind the scenes from a, from the very early years of uh, Opie and Anthony. Um, and, that's, and now that's where we're at, unfortunately. It's, it's fucking sad if you want to know the guy that's on his truth. Because man, I didn't do shit to the guy. Nothing. I didn't do anything to the guy. He knows that. Deep down, he knows that. He finally found a breath of fresh air with Carl and Vic, and then God says, poof. Yeah, man. God works in mysterious ways. And finally, uh, it, it is really twisted, and it would make a great story because I was involved with a guy that uh, I just simply didn't get along with for a very, very long time. He was doing all sorts of BS behind the scenes for a very, very long time. Now he does it out in the open. I finally got out of that situation because he blew himself up with uh, a massive racist rant. And then I found two guys that I really enjoyed doing radio with, who I respected. They respected me. And we were having a good, good run at it. Doing a real fun, funny show. It was very relaxed and very easy. And then, uh, and then Gwad takes both the guys. I mean, that story alone would be a, a ridiculous chapter in a book. It's, it's unbelievable. And says you changed because of you, your in-laws. He doesn't know shit about me. The guy never, the guy never uh, chose to, to uh, know anything about me. My, my, my in-laws, okay. Blue-collar people from, from Philly, they, they changed me. See, he's, he's unbelievable at gaslighting and manipulating. He, he's really fucking good at it. But the fact is, Anthony doesn't know shit about me. He's never been in this, this building. I've lived here for uh, more years than I could count. 
He never gave a shit to, to even meet my fucking kids. He walked out of my wedding with a whole bunch of people. He's a fucking terrible person that doesn't know anything. I mean, he doesn't know anything about me. I changed. He, he, he's, he's the one that changed. We had a fun, goofy show that dipped into politics here and there. Uh, but in general, it was just a fun, silly, hilarious show. And then he, he hijacked the entire show for his racist rants. The guy is insane. Cheers. I mean, the Anthony crap is getting fucking old. That, sh- that show hasn't even been on the air for over eight years. Maybe nine, I think, at this point. It's getting fucking old. I agree. Aunt Patrice going on racist rants destroyed the show. Probably some of the worst radio. Now, when, when Patrice was... I, I know what you're doing, you sarcastic son of a bitch. You think, you think I'm a rookie at this sh- shit? You can always pick out one thing that worked, of course. I'm not stupid. You know, I got to get rid of this guy. He's had a, a couple douchey comments. That's what people do. The fact is, see, you're going to get the honesty from me. In general, Anthony ruined our goddamn show uh, going on his stupid racist rants. The first hour of every show for the last few years was him just babbling about black people over and over again. And then... He would seg into his stupid gun talk over and over and over again. And we would just sit there on our hands. Jimmy would sit there on his hands as well. But with that said, of course, when Patrice came in and they went back and forth, that was uh, good radio. I can admit that. Fucking guy thinks he, he got me. What an idiot. Uh, Daryl. Hey, oh, my girlfriend thinks you're really handsome, actually. Actually, I'm single. It's me. <laughs> thinks that. <laughs> Thanks, Daryl. <laughs> you just made my morning. <laughs> I know. it's There's so much bullshit out there, Joey Pants. I can't even tell you. I ain't going to be no one's fucking punching bag. Trust me on that. Did you ever call him out on air about his rants? No, I did not. I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't want to go back and forth with a guy that was just ranting about race every morning. I decided to do radio with this guy because he was really, I mean, really fucking funny and quick. Anthony used to be so funny and so fucking quick. He was funnier than just about any comedian that went on the show, especially in the early days. And then next thing you know, the guy, the guy, I guess, let his true self out. And that is a guy that is obsessed with race and he blew off everything else. I, cu- I couldn't believe it when I, I, I was watching it in front of my eyes. I'm like, this guy, what is this guy doing? He could have had an amazing stand-up uh, comedy career. He could, he could go like uh, blow by blow with any comedian in there. He was funnier than a lot of these guys where they felt really intimidated when they came on the show. And he blows all that off to talk about gun stats and race in America. I'm like, what are you doing? And for people not to notice that, or maybe they do, uh, you're, you're completely dishonest. The laughs went away. The guy would sit there for the first hour yelling and screaming about this and that. And, and, then, uh, and then he brings eugenics. He starts discussing eugenics on our, our radio show. And I, I remember Jimmy that day. We looked at each other like, oh, what the fuck? I'll give him props today. When I first met him in the first... First, uh, 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 
I'm trying to put a year on it, but the, the first bunch of years of the Opie and Anthony show, he was on. He was unstoppable, untouchable. Fucking funny and quick as all hell. And then he just started coming in, looking a little tired and slower, falling asleep on air. That's when he would come in. Like, it got to a point. The staff would be so fucking pissed. It's like, is he coming in today? I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking know. This is all out there. And then he just blew off being really funny and really quick and just decided he needed to talk about race. That is exactly what happened. Look, I had my own faults on the radio show, of course. But, I mean, I, I would, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't take blame in, in anything. Nothing. God. I don't know, Brett. That's a very, why? I, I really don't want to talk about this shit. Oh, my God. Why did you and Ann start to get on good terms and do his show and then things went backwards again? No, no fucking idea. That was, that was it, though. That was the last straw. After taking uh, like over two years off of not talking to each other at all, when I started a new show with Carl and Vic and Sherrod and uh, DiStefano, I started taking calls from Anthony. We did about six of them, I think, maybe more. And they went great. They were half-hour calls on both our shows at the same time. It was, it was funny. The chemistry was there. And even though we didn't really get along, you could still hear the chemistry. And it was a, a chance to keep the, uh, the brand going. And uh, then he, I turned down going there. It wasn't the right place for me. But it didn't mean I didn't want to continue maybe doing these phone calls and seeing where it leads. And next thing you know, he uh, went back to, like, hating and uh, and that was it. I was like, I, I, this is I can't I can't do this. Like, what are you what are you doing? There was there was no problem at that point. He can't point to one problem. It was literally six, seven, maybe eight phone calls that went great. There were no issues uh, during those phone calls, and then he went right back to hating me. So, and he he can't say, well, I did that because there is no because. I'm sorry about that garbage. I, I'm really trying to do less of it, but uh, obviously I failed this morning. Yeah, it, it, did, it was promising. You know, there was a lot of money to be made from Opie and Anthony, so I, I wasn't stupid. I was like, all right, we don't get along, but God, these phone calls are great. I don't have to see the guy. We could, uh, you know, knock out a half-hour phone call, 40-minute uh, phone call, and then we could go and do our, our separate shows, which was, made a lot more sense at that time. And that that would have brought in some uh, that's that would have brought in stupid money for both of us. And is very talented, uh, but he has issues. That that is more than fair, right there. That is more than fair. I mean, the guy's got to look deep into himself. And just saying that, you know, it'll make him laugh. But it but it is the truth. He's got some major shit he's never dealt with. I had major shit in my life that I'm dealing with to this day, trying my, my hardest. Because now I got responsibilities with uh, my wife and my kids. But you're looking at a guy that has major issues and never, never did anything about it. And will just blame everybody else. Everybody else. I mean, he gets physically upset when he talks about race. And here's a guy that would go back and forth with Brian Regan and Patrice O'Neill and Andrew Dice Clay. And, and he was the better, 
the better comedian uh, most of the time in, in those scenarios. And he let all that go. All of it. So he could talk about uh, his obsession with guns and race. But it's just, it's just infuriating. I'm not going to be anyone's punching bag. If Ant wants to talk about all the horse shit I did on, on the show, then he's got to start talking about all the horse shit he did. All the days he missed without even really telling anybody if he was even going to show up. All the days he was falling asleep while the mics were on. All the days he was distracted trying to pick up women on, uh, on uh, Pal Talk. And I could go on and on. There's a, there's a million of those things. So start talking about the bullshit you brought to the, the radio show. And that was the last sip of coffee. All right. Bye, guys. Have a good one.